Welcome into District One Sports. Mike and Mike are back with you for another episode. We're coming to you live. It's the fourth quarter right now. Washington down 36 to 14. There's going to be no comeback. There's nothing going on. So we might as well just get this podcast out of the way. Mike, the last time we talked on Thursday, I told you your game prediction was way too low. That Washington was going to get exposed. This defense was bad. I didn't know what the offense was going to do. I didn't think the offense would be this bad. Everything is terrible in uh, Washington land. But again, I'm not very upset because this is exactly what I expected. I knew that they were going to be bad. I knew that they didn't have a good defense. And the people that were trying to make up excuses for it, like, what, what excuse are you going to use now? You still have to play so many good quarterbacks, and there's nothing you can do. Your defensive line has been disappointing. Your linebackers are terrible. Your secondary is terrible. It's everything is just oh, everything's just looking bad as Cam Sims drops another ball. You have Diami Brown and Cam Sims dropping um, easy passes. So everything right now with the Washington football team is just terrible. What's your take on this game, Michael? Um, ditto to that. I wish it was that simple and I wish we could just end the podcast there. But it's a lot more unfortunate things that we should probably break down and we'll break down in time. The biggest thing is a failure on all fronts. So with that prediction I made. I made the assumption that Washington would at least come to play and show good effort on three phases of the game. And they only did that really for one quarter, which was the second quarter. After that, I mean, this team, and I mean, they barely did it in the second quarter. If it wasn't for that Hopkins um, kind of sky kick rolling back to the uh, to the kickoff team and Antonio Gibson pulling a magic trick out of nowhere on that 73-yard touchdown, what has this team done today? Nothing. Every little bit of uh, – every ounce of positivity that could have happened was either a callback for a penalty or it was just some Washington football team-esque mistakes going on. Um, one of the biggest alarms and things that we have to really talk about here, one of the biggest bells we have to ring, is that this defense is not just terrible. Like, they're just outright playing bad. There's nothing at all working on the defense. And this is the third week straight that we've seen. This is not a case of, oh, you know, they're starting out slow. This is that and the third. There's no excuse to be made. This defense is absolutely horrid right now and I don't know what they can do to fix it I I feel like it's a mixture of play calling on defense and the talent just not being where it should be but there's no confidence going into the roughest stretch of the season on the offensive side once again I don't know if it's bad play calling bad situations because of the defense I don't know what it is but they're not getting it done today Taylor Heineke I'm not necessarily mad at his game but I mean some of those mistakes that you're making is just like you trying to be a hero player and the hero stuff works but the hero stuff doesn't work when you're just making bonehead plays from it like trying to scramble and throw the ball over the line of scrimmage which you're past the 14 and then you end up in the same situation like maybe a couple game plays later on offense and you throw a pick in the middle of the field to adam humphreys while michael hyde is screaming down on the scramble drill these are things that just can't happen if you want to look to win a game surprisingly i mean it looks like special teams probably played the cleanest game and even then i mean once once again outside of that kick that Hopkins had which was I mean those those types of kicks are just luck of the draw it bounces the right way what has this team done positively today nothing and I think that's the issue that's the issue bro nothing nothing at all this team has been terrible today that's what we need to realize is this is not a good team and we got lucky last yep. year with the QBs that we ended up facing look at Big Ben today we that was the win we wanted to hang our head on oh the Steelers are Big Ben is washed. He wasn't able to do anything. We faced Ben DiNucci. We faced Andy Dalton. We faced um, Nick Mullins. Like, 
we couldn't. Jalen Hurts was driving on us and almost beat us with a chance to go to the playoffs before they decided to uh, take him out for Sudfeld. So we know that against good QBs, this team has not been good, and this all defense is just worse and worse each week. I am tired of all the excuses from it. And to put it in perspective, at this point, we are drafting a first round QB. I love the Taylor Heineke story, and I've been a Taylor Heineke fan, but there's just certain things that you see with the difference between Taylor Heineke and Josh Allen. I think Taylor Heineke could be a great backup, but you need somebody as a corner piece just to give you that for your team. One. Number two, the offensive line, I think, was amazing today. Not great in the run game, but really good in the pass game. Um, Taylor had all the time. People that gave up on Sam Cosme after one week against Joey Bosa, you look like idiots. You look like absolute idiots because he's been pretty good. And I may eat my words. We are recording this in the fourth quarter, but he's been good. Antonio Gibson, he had the one big-time play. Sure, that's cool. But besides that, you're not getting anything really from the offense. Deami Brown dropping passes. Cam Sims dropping passes. Terry McLaurin is the only one, but they're bracketing him and making sure he's not able to do anything for you. So what else do you expect? Like, what do you expect? They just went for it on fourth and one, and Taylor Heineke wasn't able to get it. <laughs> like, Turnover and Downs on the 20, not able to sneak for one yard. So even the O-line that I just praised, that's a terrible job. So this is just a game where Ron Rivera said it's a measuring stick game, and it did. It showed me exactly where this team is, and they are very far from being even a competitive team in the NFL. And you can say, yeah, they started off slow last year, but it doesn't matter. If you want to be a good team in this NFL, you have to start fast. Each and every week, you have to start strong, and they're just not able to do this at this point. I don't know what this team needs to do, whether it be on defense or offense, but nothing is working. I want to go specifically, though, now, Micah. Let's start with the defense, and let's start with the D-line. What do you think is the issue with the D-line right now, why they're not able to win up front? You know, I think it's a couple things, and I'll keep it relatively simple, but I think it's a mix of not enough pressure, not just from the front four, but nothing exotic coming from the defensive line. Um, Well, I'll say three things. So, not enough good play-calling attempts to free guys up and actually get pressure, not enough situations where um, linemen are having to make tough decisions, not enough effort um, from your guys on the edge. I mean, Sweat, I mean, he's giving a lot of effort, but I'm talking about Chase Young here. But really all the, and it sucks to say, but all of the pass rush pressure is coming from the interior. And that's not typically how it works. I mean, it can work. That's fine if your edge rushes are, you know, completing plays and bending and getting there with the interior stuff because you'll be funneled outside. But there's not enough funneling going on from the edges and stuff. I mean, Montez Sweat, he can put good reps out there but chase young has been non-existent it's really been an issue both guys need to work it can't be a one-tier thing if all your pressure is coming from the interior what have we really got going on here and i think the third thing and it's really really something that i think we both kind of discovered today is that even if the pass rush is getting pressure the dbs are doing nothing to help them i mean if your pass rush is getting pressure and he's still getting the ball off excuse me if it's just a, a situation where he's just out there a clean pocket and he's getting the ball off with under the, the really the three seconds that you have, or really the 2.5 seconds that really you have, and he's just out there just firing it, that's a failure. I mean, it's a failure on the DBs, but it falls right onto the D-line too, where it's just they're not really playing together in a sense. And what you're getting is guys with clean pockets 
Josh Allen hasn't had sack today. I doubt it'll happen. They'll probably end up sitting him for the rest of the game. Another touchdown from Josh Allen running in where Chase Young is supposed to be at the edge, but he over-pursues. Josh Allen just circles around. It is now 43-14 to 14 with 10 minutes. And this is the beauty of live, of doing this live, because literally stuff like this is something that we can just be like, okay, Josh Allen, he looks like an MVP today. Right before then, he was a little bit shaky. He had his moments, but it looked like he wasn't coming into his own. Now you're looking at a time, or you're looking at a, a situation where now Josh Allen is having all this momentum going into the rest of the season, and I'm sure he'll use this game as a marker and a benchmark for him. Be like, hey, this is when we put it together. This is what we can do. But going back to the D line real quick, when nothing is really working for you, where there's nothing exotic going on under defense, the pass coverage on the back end isn't helping, and there's not enough effort from your edges. There's no possible way to win here, and it's just going to be tired D linemen going out there, giving half effort, no pressure, free pockets, and you'll just get picked apart like that. It's a losing formula from the D line and the entire defense. Yeah, I love what you said there, Micah. With this D line, a couple of things. They came out of the second half in the uh, five-man front again, and the Bills were able to counter that with the quick pass game, getting it out in two seconds. So with that situation, you're not really able to get into a rhythm. But in obvious past situations, at this point with Chase Young specifically, he does the same move every single time. And again, I never like to use previously playing offensive tackle, but in the limited role of tackle that I did play, it was pretty simple with those type of games where, oh, they only have one move. They're just trying to beat you with the speed outside. That's cool with me. You just go ahead and you drive them outside and you keep letting their momentum take them. And when you do that, the quarterback is able to step up in the pocket that you just made for them and they are able to score. Same thing just happened on that Josh Allen touchdown. He was able to drive them outside. Josh Allen stepped up where Chase Young was supposed to be and was able to walk in for the touchdown. Chase Young at this point is not playing like a rookie of the year. He's looking very rookie-ish where he only has one move and it's the same move he's tried each and every time. Montez Sweat, I don't know if you noticed this, Micah, but a lot of the times in that uh, end of first quarter, beginning of second quarter, James Smith-Williams was in for Montez Sweat. I don't know if it's his conditioning, but this has happened now three weeks in a row where Montez, in the beginning of the games, just disappears. He's not able to show up. He's not able to be that guy because he's just on the sideline. Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, I don't want this to go unnoticed because with everything being so bad, we tend to forget about the good. They got pressure up the middle. A decent amount of times, they actually got pressure up the middle and just weren't able to get anything because when you get pressure up the middle, the guys are uh, on the edge are supposed to eat, and they just weren't able to. So, I don't know, man, Micah. This is just really disappointing all around. The D-line is something that I thought would be such a dominant unit, and it's sad to see where they've come to this point. Now... From D and line, let's move to linebackers and secondary are being grouped together because at this point, they're all just terrible. What do you see in that group right now that is very disheartening? Besides the fact that it just seems like they are always going to get beat to the punch um, when we're talking about being at the ball, making a play on the ball, or making a play at the receiver, it seems like they're primarily only playing the receiver, and it's putting them in a lot of bad spots. And I don't know if that's um, coaching from the top down, if that's not, you know, if that's what Jack Dario is asking his DBs to do. But it's putting them in situations where they're literally watching guys catch the ball because they are playing the receiver. And 
it got it goes into the fact that the D line's having issues too. But on the back end, you're just seeing guys. For one, I don't necessarily think they're skilled enough as a unit to play the scheme they're playing. And you know, we saw and we heard that they're going to be trying to incorporate a lot more man looks, a lot of cover one. But maybe this is a zone team because, dog, they're in in man. They're not. They're not a zone team, Micah. They play zone on third and fifteen, and they give up uh, pressure up the middle. They can't play zone. If they play zone, they're going to get picked apart because there's no rush coming up from the D line. And John Bostic as a linebacker right now is not an NFL linebacker. So if you have both of those, there's no way that you could play zone. So you're stuck playing man, and St. Juice is just exactly. Getting and that's the that's the really the the worst part of it is that yeah, you know when you have bad you know, zone, especially in the insides, like if your middle of the field and stuff is not being covered properly by the zone, whether it's linebacker death, safety death, whatever the case may be, an issue with drops. The interesting thing is teams usually go to man and man ends up being what they hang their hat on. But what we're seeing in man, you basically asking your D-line to get pressure because if a D-line doesn't get pressure, eventually receivers are going to get open with man. If you, a lot of the issues you'll see in the offseason with like, um, in like seven on seven drills or one on ones is that they're primarily playing man. And in man, if you give a quarterback more than three seconds, a receiver is going to get open. That's all the threshold really is. And that's exactly what's happening. So, yes, they're getting in man looks. But all Josh Allen and really any quarterbacks have to do this year is just scramble out, get into a scramble drill, and make the throw there. And this is the issue. Nothing is working. It doesn't matter if they're going to man, zone. It's just all right, outright bad all the time. The DBs, I think it it might be attributed to them, like I said, playing the receiver more than playing the ball. The one time I've seen a guy playing the ball, William Jackson got a pick. So, you know, they have the ability to do that. But I'm going to have to look at this game especially more, but it just seems like they're always getting beat to the punch. The effort is there. I don't think I'm rewatching uh, this. Matt, look, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's going to be bro, tough to bro, try to rewatch this, is, this, is a, this one. This is a train wreck, but it has to be something. It, it has to be something they'll be able to do. And, I mean, we're going to be able to see, I guess, over the next couple of weeks because it doesn't get any easier. But just keeping it right quick on the DBs and one more little statement. I do think that something has to be shaken up here. I love what Benjamin say juice could be but right now if your only really hope is playing man he's not necessarily ready to play man all the time as a starter yet but I don't know what DB depth they have now because I mean when you're cutting guys like Jimmy Moreland what else can we really turn to here so it's a situation where they have to figure it out because if they don't they're going to end up being in the top five of the draft and (laughs) here we go again with the same cyclical thing going on with the Washington football team but it's really bad it really really is bad bro I never want to come off as a guy that tries to understand coverage and understand everything Washington is watching, uh, is running, especially on uh, first watch, mm-hmm. watching a game film and not what the actual, like, uh, all 22 says. But with just watching the game today, every time that there was a play made in the middle of the field, I saw either Cole Holcomb, John Bostic, or Kendall Fuller. And that's not a good thing. John Bostic is bad. We've known this for a long time. We've known that the linebackers were going to be an issue, that we're coming out in the second half of 5-1-5. Like, that's a gimmick defense you run. No, no true defense is able to stop with the 5-1-5. But because he's so bad, we decided, hey, this is what we have to do. Kendall Fuller has been terrible this year. The communication on the backside is not good. The touchdown that they gave up where uh, St. Juice thought he was passing it off to Curl. Um, Curl thought he was 
he had, I mean, St. Juice was passing off the curl. Curl thought that St. Juice had uh, Sanders by himself. That's just a simple, uh, a simple play where they don't communicate with each other. There was another touchdown there where Josh Allen could have had him if he had a second more, where it was going to be another walk-in touchdown because there was no, uh, there was no type of uh, back-end talking. So it's the same thing, whether it's Greg Minuski, whether it's Jack Del Rio, whether it's Ron Rivera, the defense plays the same exact way. And you have to figure out what it is. And since London Fletcher, we haven't had a guy in the middle that can really get this defense going. And we still don't have that. And <laughs> almost another fumble on the first, first snap keeps going. Washington football team. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous, man. This is truly ridiculous. And hey... They just showed a graphic of our next seven weeks. We have Mahomes, Rodgers, uh, the Broncos defense. So this is not going to get any easier. It's not going to get any prettier for us. And that's just what it's going to have to be. This defense is so bad right now that I can't even focus on the offense because, I mean, what is an offense supposed to – what is the offense supposed to do, score 50-something exactly. points? They put <laughs> up 43, bro. Like, it's, it's nothing. And that's the crazy part. I might even – I haven't been mad at the offense once this year because, I mean, yes, they might not be playing, um, you know, to their full strength. But, I mean, they, they do have injuries. It's an offense that's trying to come together. But at least on the offensive side, man, I'm seeing guys give a damn. I'm seeing effort. It might be bonehead decisions at times. It might be things that break down. But at least I know that something can happen. Taylor Heineke making plays can happen. Terry McLaurin getting open and making a spectacular catch can happen. Logan Thomas being a consistent guy he has can happen. Antonio Gibson breaking off long runs. All this stuff can happen. So the offense, I'm not necessarily mad at them. I think they're actually playing the way they should be, given that they went from one of the worst units to them being middle of the pack. I think this is what a middle of the pack offense looks like. But... The only way this works here is if your middle of the pack offense is met with a top five defense, and the top, it feels like almost that the defense has taken that step back to being one of the worst five in the league right now. And this is not hype. This is not hyperbole. This is not anything crazy. They're playing at a terrible, terrible. It's right? not worst five in the and, league. This defense currently right now is the worst defense. And see, in the even that is me just being nice and trying to give them a little benefit of the doubt here. But no, they're playing like the worst defense, given all the talent that they have. The fact that one of the Writing, you know, one of the narratives here is that, oh, they have first-round picks all over the defense. It's that and the third. This defense is playing way under the barrier. I remember Ron Rivera said this week, this is a measuring stick. If you want to talk about measuring sticks, they are way below the measuring stick right now. They need to climb their way up centimeter by centimeter, whatever the case might be, because this is one of the worst teams that I've seen on, on defense in a really long time here. And this is crazy. We've seen a lot of bad defenses. But if you have all this talent and you can't get it done at all, what else could we ask from the offense? What else could you even ask for them? So it's just like, you know, you want to see this cleaned up, and you want to see it cleaned up fast. I don't know what you can clean up with this. You just don't have the players right now. This is going to be all season, and you don't have the offense to keep yourself in games. This season is going to get ugly, and yeah, our predictions beforehand, we thought this team maybe because of what the defense could do would put us in a situation to be really good. That's not going to be the case. The season's going to get ugly. I... If I was to say what, how many wins do we have? I would say we're five and twelve team, maybe that would be my best bet. Like we're five and twelve, we're picking in the top five, and we'll try to find our QB because that's going to be a need. But also the linebackers is going to be a need. Uh, secondary is going to be a need. Everything right now is just not looking great for the Washington Football Team. Uh, Terry McLaurin almost scores a touchdown. More pitch and catch between him and Heineke. I think you kind of figured out the book on Heineke, sending pressure at him and not letting him sit down. 
it seems like he's reluctant to run this year, which is a little bit different. Maybe because he's trying to keep, uh, stay healthy for mm-hmm. multiple weeks, but I don't know. This is just we're in a really bad place right now, Micah, as the Washington football team tries to figure it out. If you're looking at this team and going forward, I know we both had our preseason predictions, but what do you see going forward right now, especially with this next seven weeks? I see them in a very, very complicated and bad situation here. I, I honestly, I mean, we were joking saying how, you know, in the group chat, like, you know, this team could be end up like end up two and six if they don't get off to the right track. Well, they they aren't getting off to the right track, and this is that dreaded midseason stretch that we've been talking about. Through eight weeks, I mean, two and six will be a a win for me at this point because I don't see any way that you're going to be able to change this on the fly and still pick up wins. It's just not going to happen. It has to be a give or take here. If you want to reset the entire foundation and for the last eight weeks of the season go hard, you're going to have to be shitty for the next couple of weeks, man. It's just this is what how it just is. You can't do this on the fly. <laughs> but I mean, look, two and I'll, I'll keep it, you know, at a short term here, man. By mid season, eight week eight. Going into week nine, or whatever the case might be, two and six, and I mean, I don't know what you can do with that. I mean, we're, we we've seen this team go on runs to end the season, but I don't, I just don't know. I, I just don't know what could come from this positively, but I mean, two and six is, I feel like that's got given the team grace at this point. Yeah, I agree with you, Micah. I really don't have much more here. I'm just honestly sad. Honestly, at this point. As a Washington football team fan, each and every year I've gone in, since I really started watching, and have zero expectation, always, this team's going to suck, this team's going to suck. This is the first year I actually gave myself some belief that this team can actually be good. And through the first three weeks, it's been disappointing, every which way. We're uh, a helmet away from Dexter Lawrence, away from being 0-3, and not being competitive, really, um, in these games, so... We'll be back on Thursday. We'll go ahead and review, uh, preview, I mean, the, oh my God, Taylor Heineke just got smoked. We'll go ahead and preview Washington versus Atlanta. We'll talk some Washington Wizards news because we are getting back into the NBA season and preseason is starting this uh, in the next couple of weeks. Training camp starts tomorrow morning. So I'm excited about that aspect of it, but Man, it's a tough day to be a Washington football team fan. We'll be back on Thursday, and yeah, I'll do it for this pod. This is just a sad state of affairs. Yeah, man. Hey, keep your head up, Washington football team fans. We're going through it just like y'all are. We hope the team improves, but don't be surprised if they don't, man. (laughs) Don't be surprised at all. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.